broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this morning. And today's episode is brought to you in part by Alma Coffee, sustainably grown, veteran-owned, and direct trade, which means, of course, from seed to cup, there are no middlemen. Check them out at myalmacoffee.com or go visit their Roastery Cafe at 3448 Holly Springs Parkway in Canton and ask for Leticia or Harry and tell them Stone sent you. You're in for a real treat this morning. Two fantastic guests, and uh, I suppose we should almost call this the Dean Belmoff Show. Uh, Dean, <laughs> Dean personally endorsed both of these guests. He has been such a friend to the studio. Uh, what, a, what a marvelous guy he is. Thank you. Shout out to, to Dean and, and your team. Uh, but you are in for a real treat. First up on Cherokee Business Radio this morning, please join me in welcoming to the broadcast from High Road Craft Brands with a, what do you call it, a sub-brand, another brand that we're going to uh, invest some energy in talking about, Miss Yvonne Nettie. How are you? Hi, Stone. I'm very happy to be here with you today and talk to you a little bit about High Road and Heladas Laneta, that it's the band that you are talking about. You say that so much better than I do. What what did you call it? Heladas Laneta. Okay, tell us about this brand, mission, purpose. I mean, you guys already have such a marvelous reputation in the marketplace, uh, and, and the ice creams are just, they're just tremendous. Why take this direction? Why do this? Well, thank you for asking. Actually, Heladas Laneta is a Mexican ice cream band, we were inspired on Mexico, and I think it's because we want to be very multicultural. High Road, we have like this based on American uh, style of life, on what we want, but we want to be additive, and that's why we brought to life Helados Laneta. And it's not only, it's Mexican inspired, but at the end it's too, well, let me tell you what Laneta means. Okay. Laneta is Mexican slang and means the truth, something very authentic. So with this band, we are appealing for the people that it's very authentic, that follow their dreams. And we want to bring people together, especially in these times, that we think that we need a lot of kindness, understanding. So we are, we are aiming for that. And this is the band that we are having for, for that purpose. And that's why I love to share it with you and with your audience. So spinning up a new brand, this is no overnight test. There must be a tremendous amount of planning, everything from graphics to positioning. Talk a little bit about how a, how a new brand like that is born, if you would. Well, let me tell you that we launched with COVID. We launched on oh. March <laughs> of last year. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the very same time. So it has been a challenge from, from that moment. It's difficult to bring a, a band to life, but even in these times where, where we as marketers were kind of with no direction at the beginning, uh, all of the strategies that seems to work need to, needs to change, especially in the ice cream, because uh, what you do is you make your uh, consumer to taste it, but at the end you can't. So we, start, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think Jeff and I can be coerced, can't we? Absolutely. <laughs> 
So we changed all of that sample, sampling strategy from the beginning to a more social uh, distancing strategy. But at the end, it's kind of the same. We, uh, we start with an idea with this band that uh, born not just with me, it was another guy uh, from Mexico City. And yeah. yeah, with Kit and Nikki that are the founders from High Road. They started the company 10 years ago. Uh, in their garage. And for me, that's fantastic. I, I, I'm trying to learn as much as I can. And they have been very entrepreneurship from that moment. And uh, they like Mexican culture flavors. And that's how this idea come up. So they start to visit travel. I was part of that. And we came with a lot of uh, interesting flavors to share. And that's how we start working for Laneta. And, you know, I don't know if you already uh, have the opportunity to see a pint, but it has a skull that it's a day of the dead inspired. So it's very cool because it's very authentic. It really talks to you if you are Hispanic. And also the flavors are very cool. I don't know if you are uh, related, for example, to horchata flavor. I'm not familiar with it, no. Horchata, it's a drink from Mexico. You you drink horchata practically in a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very sweet and it's delicious. Mm. So, And there's no other horchata uh, ice cream in the market. So it's, it's like something we are really doing because we love it and we want to share it with everyone. Like, yes, you need to try it. <laughs> So plan A, we're in a new studio, by the way, in the Woodstock studio. We have a, you know, I don't know, 28 markets in the Business Radio X network, but this is a relatively new studio. I'm actually moving to the Woodstock community, and this is our second official show here in the studio. Plan A, we have a corner right now that has a filing cabinet and an on-air light. And plan A, I thought we'd put a wine cooler there, but the more this conversation evolves, I'm thinking, no, we'll put a high road freezer there, right, Jeff? Yeah, <laughs> of course, at least. <laughs> so, so there's uh, several flavors uh, within this brand. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yes, it's seven flavors. Seven, okay. Yes, some of them are very, for example, avocado. We have an avocado ice cream mm. that I I would like you to try because it's one of the the flavors that people are not very like. Oh, Avocado. I'm not sure. Well, no, I love I love avocado, but I have not. I had it for breakfast this morning. <laughs> there, there you go. go. Yeah, you need to try it, guys. It's something that you haven't tried before. All right. So one aspect of this is providing new and different product uh, to a to a demographic or multiple demographics that have not experienced it, or uh, maybe they have and they haven't in a long time. But now we can get it in Woodstock or Atlanta or that kind of thing. But you also mentioned early in the conversation, the, the phrase you used was multicultural. And I get the sense that that is much more than a wall poster or a slogan at, at High Road. Talk a little bit, if you would, about the focus on the appreciation for um, multicultural and how you've seen that play out in your organization. Yes, you're right. It's more like a checkbox that you need to check in a company for us, there are 16 uh, countries that we have working together on the plant. And uh, we are all being courageous to share what it's our culture about. And we think that that adds a lot to the business because you have 
really a wide uh, vision of the world, different points of view. Mm -hmm. So at the end, uh, all of these difference uh, from country to country, from people to people, really make us stronger because it gives us like a very uh, more uh, a, very, a better understanding of our environment of the people and i think we we <clears throat> we get more conscious about this need of being together and not separate being like reunited to to build something better uh, where wherever you are in our case in our high road plan but at the end it's like when you adding more and more people and you are very brave to share and to raise your voice you can get a lot of good stuff going. I think this country is based on that, on all of the sharing and all of the people together and building something stronger. Now, what is your backstory? How does one end up in a uh, position of managing an entire brand like this? So just, this is not something you go to school for, is it? How does this work? Well, um, I'm from Mexico City, as you can hear <laughs> from my accent. But in Mexico, I was also a marketer. I hmm. worked for more than 10 years for Mercedes-Benz buses. I've heard of them. Mm. Mercedes, Me you I have. Yeah. Good company. Good, good product. Good company. <laughs> An up-and-coming brand, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love the band. I love uh, what I did there, and it was pretty cool. But at mm. the end, it's different. It's different to have that kind of band or to have a new one and that you feel it from the heart because you are kind of sharing who you are, your culture, your, your values. You are putting a lot on the table than with another hmm. already loved band. And it's very different to be in an entrepreneurship world than in a corporate world. So for me, it has been a, <laughs> a lot of different challenge, but I, I'm very happy with those. It's like, oh, you don't have this opportunity of being... I don't know, uh, hanging with the CEO and kind of ha mm -hmm. having these discussions, positive discussions, than, for example, uh, my opportunity to work in Mercedes. It wasn't that way. <laughs> so what do you find the most rewarding? What do you enjoy the most about, about your work? I think it's making people happy to enjoy what you are doing, to enjoy your vision, to enjoy your products, to give something to them that at the end maybe you open their minds a little. So, for example, for people that haven't tried anything Mexican before, mm -hmm. that they were like, oh, my God, their chata is so cool. Or for someone that is from Mexico, something like, oh, my God, they are something that I'm uh, used to. They are something for me. And at the end, this, this sense of every, everyone can be together, mm -hmm. I think if we can transmit that to, to the people, not only to the customer, to the people, I think we are going to be uh, accomplishing what really m makes me feel like I'm doing something for the world. Well, your, your energy, your enthusiasm for the work and the brand and the, the culture that, that you guys have, have um, uh, crafted or allowed to evolve is it? Well, it's contagious in the Jeff. Absolutely. Is, yeah. okay. uh, so when it comes to the day-to-day -day implementation, you've got, I suspect, a job to do, objectives to hit. And uh, while there's the blessing of being part of the, the high road story, which, you know, again, very well-respected brand in these parts anyway, there's also, the I don't know, almost the shadow, <laughs> right? <laughs> I would think 
of being part of the high road, you, you, high expectation. So day to day, are you focusing primarily on on getting the right kinds of distribution points to carry the brand, and then somehow, some way, getting the news out to ice cream lovers like <laughs> me and Jeff? It's kind of a mix, actually. Okay. I think that's a marketer's job. Like mm-hmm. to really be sure that you have the distribution to to support the sales, but also to create these love bands <clears throat> that we want to. So it's kind of a mix, and that's part of the challenge. Sometimes you can be very focused on the distribution, but then you can be very focused on the marketing, the side, branding, and it's kind of how you balance both to achieve uh, the goals to be everywhere, but that everywhere everyone identifies you and, and likes you. So I suspect, and I may be wrong, and for those of you listening to us, because in our material, a lot of times is listened on demand years in the future. This session is being broadcast live, and, and of course, we're recording it. We're still in the throes of COVID. We have a new president. You know, this vaccine looks like it might be promising. You know, people are wearing masks. Some people are not wearing masks. Some people are wearing masks. Yeah, there's just a lot going going on. But what I was about to say is, I suspect some of the live events that you might normally coordinate, some of that maybe has taken a bit of a backseat and you've had to lean on other strategies. Uh, is it social media platforms? Is it, what are some other ways that you've been able to sort of stoke the, the fires? You're you right. You're completely right. Uh, actually, we were having a launching party last year but that was like the the beginning of the end <laughs> <So> <laughs> we didn't have it at the end and we have relied on more uh, online strategies and as you said we we needed to be more more accountable with them more specific more strategic so we have been doing some uh, targeting some um, programmatics so we we are we have been looking for our customer on the web, on the mm. online, and trying to impact them with this uh, cool kind of branding and strategy. Okay, so the the individual or the family living in a suburb of Atlanta, they somehow, some way, probably largely because of your efforts, they find. Oh no, because she was on Business Radio X. <laughs> Strike that. <laughs> yeah. Of course, because you were on Business Radio X, <laughs> things course. blow up, and we find. Orchetta, we find this we, that flavor. We find this this brand. Is it uh, is it one of those things that they get a little more fired up about that than they do about their their regular Publix vanilla ice cream? And then maybe they join the email list, or maybe they join some sort of I don't know subscription program or gatherings. Is, is it do they, they kind of get involved in the subculture of that? Of course, we want yeah. to. We would love that. They can get into our website, that it's mm-hmm. heladoslaneta.com, and there uh, they can subscribe to our mailing list, and we are going to send them very interesting information. We are having uh, sometimes virtual tastings, so that's another oh. interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, when, when you have your ice cream and so on, it's talking to you about the ingredients, why they are authentic, where they come from. It's like a different experience than you just tasting the ice cream. And that's what we want too, because it's part of not just sharing it, yes, but sharing like more in a more authentic way, the way it is. Okay, so let me see if I've got my arms around this. So uh, my wife Holly and I go to one of your, and we're going to talk a little bit about where to get, where we can get get this uh, this ice cream. In but 
my wife Holly and I, we go, we get, we get avocado. I tell her, you got to get, or Cheddar, you got to get avocado. So we bring it home, but what we can do is tap into what, like a, a YouTube, a Facebook, or some kind of webinar thingy, and you or someone on your team is is walking us through. My frame of reference for this, Jeff, is bourbon. <laughs> so I'm trying to draw some parallels. I'm not answering that question. <laughs> but but because I have done that, even virtually, you know, like poured a little bit of bourbon, my brother and I, and then we right. listen to these people talk about, talk about it, it right. and we pretend like we understand, but we, but we enjoy it. Is, is something like that? Yes, we are on Instagram. On Instagram, we are sharing a... Yeah constantly how our, our flavors are, where they come from, or you can connect when we have an event for, for doing that. But if we are not having one for the moment, yes, mm-hmm. totally you can find a lot of information in our Instagram, Facebook, um, LinkedIn. Fantastic. And look, that, um, I know it's challenging right now. And again, for our listeners where this is happening, you know, right, we're neck deep in all this COVID stuff. But I, well, maybe I'm being optimistic. I think there's going to be some pent-up demand. Um, it, people are going to be real anxious to go do some live face-to-face stuff at, at some point. So I think it, I think it will come back. Okay, let's, uh, let's again, I do want to get to retail. I want to make sure all of our listeners know where they can go get their hands on this, at least in the Atlanta market. Um, but before we do, what, if anything, can the business community do to support your efforts? Is there some corporate angle on there. So is there some way, you know, Jeff's organization or Business Radio X or, you know, Bonnie's marketing consulting can somehow team up with you to to serve? Well, actually, Business Radio X, it's like the best thing that you can do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, but Your check's right there. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's clear, but there it is. Besides that, I think <clears throat> we can connect and that's what we aim to. So if you have, for example, I would love to connect with Alma Coffee and we can do something together. I don't know if you know what's an affogato, that it's like you have coffee and you put a scoop of ice cream above. Uh-huh. So it gets delicious and it's not so hot, but it's more a fresh uh, beverage, but it's something new. Okay, I so I didn't know that had a name. I used to do that all the time. <laughs> You've done that? I've absolutely done that. So yeah. here's an insider tip. I like Harry. Harry and I are buddies, but Leticia is the brand, uh, the brains of the outfit. So connect with Leticia over there, and she'll yeah, you guys will come up with something great. But no, that. that's a perfect example, yeah. right? Of how two local business people can can get together okay. on it. Okay, great. And look, I am not kidding. I think a high road freezer right over there would be, <laughs> would be really cool. We'll make uh, it happen. So all right, let's talk retail. Um, where can we get our hands on high road product period and particularly this brand here in the local area? Where can we get it? Uh, this particularly particular brand, we are in the fresh market. Ah, yeah. Uh, also on I... Namde Moon, uh, this international uh, retail store, Namde Moon. Okay. Not familiar with this place. Okay. So good. So now here's again, you're serving them because I'm going to find yeah. them. <laughs> Perfect. And also we are online. We also can send the ice cream wherever you are. You ship the ice cream. Yeah. It never even occurred to me. I guess I just felt like maybe it was too perishable, but obviously there's a, there's a way to do that. huh? Of course. We can send you the seven flavors. All um, right. This well, is in, sorry, this is in Georgia, but all, of course we are, for example, in Texas, in California, because we wow. have more Hispanic population there. Right. Speaking of Hispanic, the other thing you and I decided to do was get you connected with the folks over in our Gwinnett studio. Yeah. 
I'm delighted to announce uh, they have a Spanish-speaking program just getting off the ground out there, and you're going to go out and visit with them in the coming weeks, right? That's right, and I'm very happy because if I can speak English, I'm better in Spanish. So <laughs> I'm going to be talking a lot, a lot, a lot there. <laughs> Sorry for that. Well, you can imagine if Jeff and I were trying to do our thing here this morning in Spanish, it might be a little bit clumsy, hadn't it, Jeff? <laughs> All right, uh, before we wrap, let's make sure that our listeners, again, know some retail places where they can go get it here, uh, here locally in the Woodstock, Atlanta market. And let's make sure that they know how to get connected with with you in general, whether it's the Instagram or the website or that kind of thing. Let's leave them with some points of contact. Yes. Please uh, follow us on our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and everything. It's Helados with H, H-E-L-A-D-O-S, heladoslaneta.com. And practically, if you look for Helados Laneta everywhere, we are there with that name. So please follow us. We have a lot of cool information and you can learn a lot and you will enjoy delicious ice cream. The real deal ice cream. (laughs) The real deal ice cream. I like it. Well, thanks so much for coming and visiting with us. Hey, how about hanging out with us while we visit with our other guests? You stay with us? Yes, of course. I would love to. (laughs) All right. Next up on Cherokee Business Radio this morning, we have with us from Piedmont Real Estate Group, Mr. Jeff Pittman. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Stan. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, sir. So what did you learn in that last segment or did it just make you hungry? It just made me hungry. (laughs) I can't wait to taste the orchetta. I've actually had that flavor before in a dessert. And it's fabulous. I love you will it. love it. Yeah. I'll bring some for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I think you've definitely recruited two major fans here. Yeah. So Piedmont Real Estate Group, mission, purpose, what are you out there trying to do for folks, Jeff? Well, we are a full service commercial real estate company. We offer all the services that you need to acquire, own, invest in commercial real estate. So if you're a tenant or a buyer or you're a landlord or a seller, uh, we work with all people interested in real estate and strictly commercial real estate. We There's a distinction, we think, between the two parts of real estate. And a lot of people say, oh, he's in real estate. Okay, well, <laughs> and they think immediately, well, I'm going to go buy a house through that person. And that's uh, no comment about residential real estate agents. So there's some great, great people in that business. That's not what we do. What we do is deal with business property and investment property solely. And our, our market is really in the northern part of Atlanta, kind of north of I-20 is kind of where our sweet spot is. But having said that, we are licensed in three states other than uh, other than Georgia. So we go to Florida, North Carolina, and Tennessee. Um, so we really have a southeast presence because of our client base. Some people want us to travel with them, and we can literally go anywhere in the United States. We've done that. I've been to Texas and Connecticut and so on, different places representing clients before. So in your business development mm-hmm. does most of it come to you because you've just been at it a while and 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 you know joe knows bill and bill knows sue or do you find yourself um out there trying to build relationships and let people know that you've got an opportunity in texas or an opportunity in woodstock it's both and i think probably we have in you know kind of across the company we've got a, a success um history 
So we have a pretty good referral base, you know, people that have been doing business with us a long time. For instance, last week I got a call from somebody. We had a transaction with them nine years ago. And literally I've not talked to that guy in nine years. We had a great experience and, <laughs> and I'm the first guy he called and I'm the only guy he called. So that's what we're trying to build in our brand is that um, partnership with people that when they leave the transaction, they go, boy, I, that was really good. That worked out well. <clears throat> I got great advice, uh, great result. And so we have a lot of referral business like that because we've emphasized, you know, kind of our pra- best practices as we go through our business. Now, having said that, and I tell all my all my landlords and sellers and investors this, you know, signs count. You know, people still visually go by and hmm. they see sign and they go, I saw it. I had someone call the other day. I've seen your signs all over downtown Woodstock. Uh, I figure I need to talk to you. Great. That's that's what they're there for, right? So we start with that. And then, of course, the last channel is is the Internet. And the, the market huh. is so much more um, focused on, and the market's way more transparent than it used to be. People have access through the Internet to much more information, much more quickly. And so we have to put our best face forward uh, in our marketing on the Internet as well. So I could rank those, you know, specifically, but I would say probably the Internet um, generates at least 50 to 60 percent of our leads. Really? Yeah. Wow. So um, I'm asking this question. I have a very personal, specific motive, but maybe it will be of some benefit for our uh, for our listeners. And it's my show. I can ask what I want, right? <laughs> right, Yvonne? Feel free. <laughs> Feel free. Feel uh, so, so our money guy, my wife and I, uh, mm-hmm. his name is Max. He's my nephew. And candidly, he's our money guy in spite of the fact that he's our nephew. This guy was meant to, to manage money. Uh, right now, we're up to our eyes in, in, in thinking about residential real estate because we're trying to close on this home mm-hmm, like a sure. mile from the studio. We're so sure. excited about it. Uh, I, you know, my wife has a real job and she's made some money over the years. And I think at some point in the, especially maybe after she retires, I suspect Max is probably going to come to us and say, you know, you might want to take X amount and, you know, and, and let's go over here and invest in commercial real estate. Um, I think he, I, I suspect he'll do that. I don't know. I'm going to ask him now, but does that sometimes happen? Like people, the, the money manager people for people, do they come to you or you have relationships with them and somehow sometimes that's the way it gets to you? It does actually. Um, and one of the things that, you know, really one of the first things I learned in the business that you said, they're not making any more land, right? So, Mm. um, owning land is really important in our country. You know, fee simple title of the land is a is a, a blessing that we have that many other countries don't. See, I don't. I have heard someone else say that, and I don't know that we that I didn't. I don't know that most of us in this country really realize that. Right. Well, that's absolutely the case. And you go to Europe, for instance, and in the past, you know, fifty percent of the land in in the country of Germany was owned by the Catholic Church, and so wow. there's there's that type of thing. And then in other countries, in totalitarian countries, it's owned by the government, and you just get to use it. Uh, it's more like the feudal system of the you know kind of the thousands and you know the mid, the Middle Ages. So we're really blessed to have that opportunity, and so that's one of the first things I learned was invest in land, meaning land and buildings, because uh, they're not making any more of it, and so. We have people, for instance, in the, the financial advisory space that go, you know, you've got $500,000, $200,000, three million million. Diversity is a good thing, right? Yeah. Um, the markets go up, they go down. Um, real estate is a stable investment. It's not liquid, 
but it's very stable. And when you buy it at the right number, it has incredible potential. And so uh, a guy, you know, a couple like us, we've made a little money over the years. Sure. And, we're in, and this is kind of our last phase thing that we're doing is right, moving sure. to Woodstock. And I have these visions of hopping in the golf cart and coming down here a couple of days a week. And I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the open container community thing that doesn't bother me at all either. So <laughs> I'm very excited about moving out here. But I can see us having that conversation with sure. Max. So there are some Maxes in your world that you trust, you've built relationships with. Uh, but what I'm picking up from from what you're describing there, I don't have to be Warren Buffett to invest in commercial real estate. Just a just a regular guy or a couple that's put away a little bit of money and wants to diversify, right? Right. Almost everyone can. Um, you have to find a scale investment that fits your your investment, right? So mm-hmm. you've got or your equity. So if you want to buy a an office condo, for instance, it's got a three or five year lease, and so you that'll flow cash for three to five years safely, typically. Uh, and you know you get an eight to ten or eleven percent return and depreciation on top of that, so the yield is north of that even. And so that's not buying Tesla and making eighty percent in two months, but it's it's very stable and the typical price profiles that stays stays the, like the market or exceeds the market. So. And that's approachable. I mean, you can spend one hundred fifty thousand dollars for something like that, and you don't need one hundred fifty grand. You can borrow on it as an investor, and it's a great way to diversify kind of your overall portfolio. So now, your day to day work, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you're not starring on you know the most popular business radio platform on the planet, <laughs> when you're not doing radio, uh, so are you? You're out seeking out properties. You're out talking to potential investors. Maybe you're talking to to your group of maxes. Are these the are those the th- balls you're juggling every day? Sure. We, uh, we do all that. Um, we're speaking and connecting with people that are in contacts. We have social circles that we're involved in, business circles that we're involved in, business organizations, Rotary and other things like that, where we have like-minded people that are in our neighborhoods and in our communities. So we interact with those people. And then we're staying in touch with, with guys that are gatekeepers for money, bankers, uh, uh, other investment yeah. groups, uh, kind of – just being visible to them. I've had the good fortune in this last three months to have a referral from one of the leading banks in Cherokee County for, you know, two pieces of business that are great pieces of business simply because eight or nine years ago we did some business with them and apparently we did a good job. Did a good so, job. so we just stay in touch. And, uh, you know, last week I called him to give an up, give him an update and say, Hey blank, uh, just want to let you know where we were with the client and he said, great news, glad to hear. And so we're having those type of dialogue with, with people all the time to make sure we're taking good care of our clients. Uh, nothing sells like good work, right? That's right. <laughs> That's like the best sales. I, I've been in and around sales training my whole yeah. life. Nothing sells like doing good work. That's right. <laughs> and, and I think one of the distinctives that if I was going to offer to your audience, the thing that we push to the top of the hill for the company and everybody that's it is that the life cycle for a commercial real estate transaction can be fairly short or it can be very, very long. Mm. Uh, it, it, depending mm. on the type of transaction it is. So a stabilized rented property that has tenants, uh, it's a function of simply agreeing on a price, doing an inspection, uh, getting your financing and closing it might be a 60 day cycle. Other cycles where you're buying land and going through a rezoning or an entitlement process, it could be a year or longer. And so what we lead with is we say, you know, we're here for the long term because 
we want to approach you and approach this transaction really as a consultant partner, not as a transaction broker. And there's nothing wrong with getting paid, and we know we want to get paid, <laughs> but you can't ever put that at the forefront of what you're thinking about. So as you say to your client, what you need is good advice and good knowledge, and we can provide the gap between where you are and where you need to be. We'll walk right along with you, and we'll get you to where you need to be. But it may take a while, but we're not going anywhere. And I think that that's a distinctive that we try to offer the company, and, and not, not everybody leads with that, but that's what we lead with because to us, people matter more than anything and relationships matter more than anything. Just to my point, you know, nine years ago, one conversation, apparently Mm -hmm. we did the things right. So that relationship mattered. It was a good experience and we stuck in, we hung in there. That was a difficult deal, by the way, we, we were talking about it as I met with him last week and he reminded me of, of some of the things in the contract process that were extremely difficult. And I said, I'd forgotten completely about that. You know, that, was, that was harder than we thought, wouldn't it? So um, anyway, uh, to kind of recap on that, it's a function of, of offering that perspective to people and being approachable and being their partners. And we think that's, that's real value in that. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because to be perfectly candid with you, uh, and maybe it's just a product of my lack of experience in, in the arena, but I would have... Uh, characterized your business as more transactional and it's not your business is every bit as rooted in relationship as Yvonne's or mine, isn't it? Well, it really is. I it's mean, not more so. Yeah. Even it, more, even more, I guess, because yeah. it's more one-to-one contact with everybody and you making people feel secure about what you are advising. So I'm with you. Yeah. It's the, uh, <laughs> It's the, again, the gap, you know, things that you Mm. don't know and those things we do know and providing that information uh, that really protects you as you make an investment. Because people invest in commercial real estate, either for your account, your personal account, right? That's important, right? Most people's Mm -hmm. single biggest investment is their home. Then you make a second single investment like this in in an office building or an office condo or a medical office building or whatever it is. It's probably a big investment. So you want to make yeah. sure that you're you're armed with good information and a good process because without that it can become it can turn sideways pretty quick. Well, and and the trust that is just an absolute prerequisite, the trust that you must have to cultivate um to yeah, for me to be willing for you to be my guy, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's my money. Or in yeah. my case, that's Holly's money. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't want to lose it. <laughs> right. Well, no, I think that's, that's a great, a great perspective. And, um, that's what we do seek to build is that trust. And, and it's on our website. It's our kind of our philosophy. You know, the Bible says a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. And you can destroy mm-hmm. your name in 15 seconds. You know, everything that you work for, for years, and so we're constantly thinking about that. How do we keep that trust level and that consistency in front of our clients and that they know it's real and uh, they know we're going to do the very best we can? I mean, we're not, we're not foolproof, right? Uh, what do they say on, on the radio that LifeLock won't protect everything, right? So right. <laughs> we're, we're sort of like that. But anyway, we're, we're doing the very best we can all the time to make sure that uh, we deserve that trust. So let's switch gears if we can for for a moment and talk about your experience as part of the local 
Cherokee business com- community. Can you speak to that a little bit? You talked about being in some social circles, some business circles. Sure. Uh, but I'd love to get your perspective on the the landscape here, the business community. Yeah, I. Um, it's really interesting how uh, I, I actually became involved or interested in Woodstock as a result of a, a voluntary job transition. I wanted to move out of a, a an area that I was in and kind of start my own deal, right? So that was back mm-hmm. in 2004. And uh, I had plenty of time on my hands and fortunately a little money, and I was able to kind of take a few months off and look around. And I started looking at Woodstock thinking, this place is sleepy and really needs to grow. And I began to meet with the city officials, and they said, yeah, you're right on target. There's all kinds of people here. And so I got involved uh, and actually I developed the first residential subdivision in downtown Woodstock back in 2006, huh. right after they had rezoned the entire uh, downtown in, the, in what they call the downtown master plan, which was where they took a, a radius around downtown and said, let's, let's do a mass rezoning and create the model for growth at one time. So uh, what's different about that is typically uh, if you look into rezoning, you have – multiple properties out there. Some are zoned residential, other ones might be commercial or industrial, and they're it's sort of jumbled up. And so they very wisely decided to look at Woodstock in a different view, in a different lens, and create that template. And so uh, they they went through two years of public hearings, they got it all figured out, and we got permitted and built our, our uh, subdivision just in time for the real estate crash. So... <laughs> I, I laugh about that now. It's kind of like, you know, we had, we had, uh, you know, we had a great start. Uh, we had six projects going on and people throwing money at us and saying, go do this, go do that. And my previous training in the institutional real estate business, you know, some of my, my spidey sense sort of went off and I'm like, I'm getting a little worried. And sure enough, we had a, had a significant downturn. But uh, so we hung in there with that project. Well, it's and a long game, right? If you, if you hang in game. there. It, yeah, it yeah. is a long game. And, uh, not to tell bad tales, but that, you know, that's a economic, uh, you know, black swan event that nobody wants to see repeated. And, and mm-hmm. the good news is coming out of any cycle like that, the, the institutions and the markets always put protections in that weren't there before because they don't want it either. Right. And so there there's some stops that are that will occur because of that. So it may not occur because we had a, a pricing bubble in interest rates, but yeah, or or qualification in mortgages, but uh, it may become something else, but it won't happen for that again because the banks have been overregulated and they've said, we don't want to do that. That's, that's a bad act. So anyway, things have uh, calmed down since then. And we had a really nice resurgence, particularly in the last four or five years, starting in about 20, 2015, we had an incredible takeoff in the market and, and a, a lot of our clients did really, really well. So, so your experience has been at the area, the, um, the local Government, the local community leaders, very pro business, really wanting Absolutely. to work with business people. Yeah, and uh, I've watched them, and and you know, I've communicated uh, to the leadership. I've been involved in discussions with the city for my own deals and through things we're working on with other people. And uh, they're visionary; they're very visionary. Uh, they were disciplined, and I give them all the credit in the world. You know, they made a lot of good decisions. Uh, some of those decisions weren't very easy. And mm-hmm. what's what's occurred out of that is sort of a uh, a rebirth uh, of the city of Woodstock. And you know, even when you look at downtown, right? That project was started. Uh, it it failed. Okay, the the residential part failed. The commercial part failed. 
but it rebirthed because it was a good idea and it was well-conceived and uh, the timing was right. And so I give the, the city leadership, um, the city manager, the planning people, all the credit in the world for uh, staying the course. And they've made a lot of really wise decisions and uh, wrestled things to the ground. And so all of us in this city have benefited from it. And so what's what's not known is just how people look at Woodstock widely. I mean, my friends inside the perimeter go, what in the world is going on up at Woodstock? I said, well, give your car and come up here and I'll take you out to lunch and show you. And they come up here and they go, wow, this is really, really cool. And I said, yeah, I know. Just come on up. Very so, pretty. Yeah. So yes. that was my business partner's reaction who lives in Dunwoody. Okay. And my day job is I work for the Business Radio X Network. Right. And then I promised Holly and myself, you know, when we get to this phase in our life, right. I will also open up a local studio. So I'm telling Lee what I'm up to. And I, I think that was his reaction. Uh, and I can't wait to get him up here because yeah. it just, I mean, Holly and I, that's our new hobby now until we get into the house and we ought to be right. closing soon. <laughs> we just, we come up here every weekend and we walk around town and we shop and, you know, we'll have a cocktail or grab some supper or something. Yeah. It's uh, if once you come here, I don't know how you wouldn't want to keep coming. <laughs> There's so many great choices for activities yeah. and people are magnetized by downtown and, uh, yeah. and love it. And, you know, that just didn't happen by accident. It's uh, a lot of diligence, a lot of blood, sweat and tears and, a lot of commitment uh, for various people, uh, other developers uh, like us, um, you know, other um, business people. People have just uh, jumped in and they've really worked hard to make it great. And and so, or at least my experience so far, like, you know, I'm not even really here yet, but I'm kind of here. Uh, people willing to help other people, willing, all these business folks willing to help each other out too. Right. I there's, mean, a, there's a great yeah. community there. I mean, so many people know everybody. Uh, right. You know, there's um, just a great connection and so you don't know that many uh, unknown faces there's you know yeah. oh yeah you know you run into this guy or that guy or this woman and and uh and you know what they're doing and why they're doing it and um you know institutionally we've seen great support here over chattahoochee that's been a fabulous thing uh to, to see those the, what they've done in their open space and mm -hmm. the, the, the the sort of the small scale offices uh, they've brought a lot of focus there as well. So we've got institutional interest as well as just commercial interest in downtown. All right. Before we wrap, let's make sure that our listeners know how to get in touch with you or someone on your team. If they have an interest in investing in commercial real estate or if there's someone out there with whomever should uh, need and want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to connect with you guys? Can I make a little business pitch before we do that? Absolutely. Okay. I do want to make people aware, your listeners aware that, uh, we're developing a 35,000 square foot medical office building right next to the Woodstock Outlet Mall. Ah. And we've, we've got, we own the land. Uh, it's fully permitted and entitled. We're out in the process of leasing it to, uh, to doctors right now. So if you have any interest, if you're a doctor looking to relocate to Woodstock, if you're in Woodstock and you're looking for new office space, we'd love to talk to you about that. And so here's how you reach us. Uh, probably the best way is uh, look on our website, which is www.piedmontcap. Piedmont like Piedmont Hospital, P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T, and cap like baseball cap, piedmontcap.com. That's got uh, a full-scale uh, set of information about us, all our contact information, uh, emails, everything you need to reach out to us. Um, I'm not going to get my phone number, but that's, you know, that's probably the best way is just look there. 
Well, it has been an absolute delight having you on the show, Jeff. I really appreciate it. Thank Thanks you so for much. coming in, man. Absolutely. And we'll do it again sometime. Maybe get caught up on this or maybe even some of these uh, community-oriented things that you've got going on. Um, this is the place, man. We'll come yeah. in here and we'll visit. And Yvonne, it's been such a pleasure having you, too. Thank you both. Love to Thank come you. back. Thank you. All right. Until next time, this is Stone Payton for our guest today and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Cherokee Business Radio. Yeah.